In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Three in One who brings us the good news of the end of our fight. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, His name was Hiru Onada. He was born in a small little fishing village in Japan, and his life seemed like it was going to go pretty well. He began to, he went through school and then finally got a job with a Chinese trading company that traded goods between Japan and China, and he was actually looking at a pretty lucrative figure, uh, future. That was until war broke out. And Japan entered into the Pacific theater of World War II. And suddenly, Hiru Onada found himself conscripted into the Japanese army at the age of 20. Well, they saw something about Hiru that they must have thought was good. Must have thought was usable because they enlisted him in this special part of the Japanese army. Sort of like the Green Berets of the Japanese army. He was trained in things like guerrilla warfare and ways in which he could harass the enemy. His whole job, the job of him and his unit, was to go into enemy territory and to go back and to hide and then come out, attack the enemy just to keep them weak enough and then go back into hiding. That was Huru's job. And soon his job became necessary in the islands of the Philippines, especially in this island called Lubang. And he went there just as the Americans were trying to retake the Philippines. What had happened was that the Americans had taken the Philippines, had been moved out of the Philippines, and General MacArthur had promised the Filipino people that he would return. And sure enough, the American army was returning to the Philippines and the Japanese army was having a hard time keeping them away. And so they took Hiru and they dropped him into his place in Lubang. That was in December of 1944. If you know your history of World War II, you maybe realize that the war was only going to last a few months from that time. That in September of 1945, that the Japanese officials would sign a treaty saying that the war in the Pacific Theater was over. But nobody told Heru. Nobody told Heru and his unit that had now been whittled down to just... Five people. Five people left out of his entire unit continuing to fight guerrilla warfare on Lubang. They found a cave in which they could hide and they retreated into that cave and would come out occasionally looking for what they might do, looking for who they might fight and then retreat back once again into that cave. 
World War II itself lasted about six years. It lasted, like I said, until September 1945. Heru was the only person left of his unit. The only person left of those five people that had retreated into that cave and finally surrendered in 1974. Almost 30 years after the war had ended. And 15 years after he had been declared legally dead in his home nation of Japan. And you can't even blame it on the fact that he hadn't heard the news. He had heard the news. He just chose not to believe it. He thought that it was a vast conspiracy that the Americans were trying to lure him out of his hiding spot into the open where they could take him captive. And he wasn't going to do that. He had been trained better than that. Mary, this young woman who had, it seemed like, her whole life before her. She had just been betrothed to this man named Joseph. It looked like she was going to live a fairly normal and fairly prosperous life with this new husband of hers. And everything seemed like it was going to be alright until one day this angel Gabriel appeared to her. This angel Gabriel, who we hadn't seen in Scripture since the book of Daniel, all of a sudden pops up in front of Mary and says, Greetings, favored one. And proceeds to tell her that she is going to bear a child, even though she's a virgin. It was some pretty unbelievable news for Mary, as you can imagine, and some news that probably meant some things in her life. At the time, being a mother out of wedlock was not allowed. And she would have to explain that this pregnancy was from God. It was a pretty... Shocking idea. Pretty shocking thing for her to grasp. Well, it was probably pretty shocking for Hiru Onada to grasp that the war was over. Of course, we can scoff at Hiru. We can say, <laughs> well... He should just should have gotten it. He should have understood that the war was over after he had heard it over his radio. He should have understood that the war was over after at least some amount of time. He should have understood. But we can do all sorts of rationalizations in order to keep on fighting, can't we? We can get our minds to fight against the very thing that seems so obvious in front of us. But if we don't want to believe it, 
can't we find a reason not to believe it? I mean, Mary probably could have. Put yourself in her shoes. The angel Gabriel appears to you and tells you something that is, well, quite frankly, unbelievable. Add on to that that the angel Gabriel probably doesn't look like what you think the angel Gabriel looks like. Daniel says that he looks like a man. In fact, he even goes as far as to say that he's indistinguishable from a man, but that he speaks with authority from God. And in the book of Luke, we find out that Gabriel is God's messenger. But we don't find out that he was wearing any white flowing robes or having a halo or big wings or any of the things that we might associate with being an angel. And so, wouldn't it be easy for Mary to just say, Wow, that guy was a nutcase. I'm not going to believe him. And even after she felt a growth beginning in her womb, and began to see signs of that, couldn't she possibly explain it away? In another way? Couldn't she fight against the reality that was right in front of her? Hiru Onada did. The Philippine army, the American army, each of them tried different ways to get to Hiru. They actually knew that he was there after a little while, but they kept on trying to respect who he was, and they, they kept on sending him messages over the radio and dropping leaflets down from planes. Haru fought against the reality that was right in front of him there by believing that those things were propaganda. And he fought against the reality that he wasn't in a war anymore when he got into gun battles with fishermen that were down on the shore who were freaked out by this crazy Japanese soldier who was living in the cave and shooting at them first. Surely they had to be members of the Filipino army. And they were still at war. We as human beings, like to fight many times against the realities that are right before us. We like to fight against the reality that we are sinful human beings. That we commit sins day in and day out, and that we are truly sinners in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds. We try to fight against that reality in order so that we can feel better about who we are. And so like Haru Onada, we fight against reality. And we fight against the reality of a Savior who has come to save us. We fight against the reality of Jesus Christ coming into this world to save us by thinking to ourselves, I'm not 
worthy of a Savior. Why would God ever love me? I understand that I'm a sinner. Why would God ever love someone like me? Somebody who did the sins that I did. Somebody who lived the life that I lived. How could He ever love me? And we fight against the reality of a loving God who gives His only Son to die for us. And we engage ourselves in fighting and fighting and fighting against the realities that present themselves to us in God's Word and in God's church. And God asks us to surrender to Him. He promises us peace if we surrender to Him. But if we're going to surrender, we have to know that we're surrendering to the right person. We have to know that there's a legitimate reason for us to be surrendering. That was Hiru Onada's thing. It ended up that the, re- the whole reason that Haru Onada finally surrendered in 1974 was that he came across a Japanese tourist who was hiking near his cave. And since he was a fellow Japanese person, he stopped him and began to talk to him. And this Japanese person, a Mr. Suzuki, finally tried to explain to him that the war was over and that he should surrender, he should give up his arms and no longer fight. Hiru said, I can't do that. I can't do that simply based on your word. I have to hear it from my commanding officer. And so... Mr. Suzuki went back to Japan and he worked through the Japanese army in order to find Hiru's old commanding officer and flew him to the island of Lubang to the mouth of that cave and gave him an official order. The war is over. You must surrender. That's exactly what happens on the cross. On the cross is our Savior, once born a little baby in Bethlehem, now a 33-year-old man on a cross says it is finished your war is over stop fighting against the idea that you are a sinner understand that you are that you are not righteous, that you are not God, that you need to surrender. But also stop fighting against the idea that He loves you. 
even in spite of your sin, that He loves you. And He's come to this world to die for your sins so that you can have peace. Stop fighting Him. Surrender. And feel that peace that comes from surrendering to God. That peace that Mary knew as she surrendered to the reality that stood before her that she was going to bear the Savior. Stop fighting. Surrender to Him. Amen.